0: What's your name?
1: Kate Walton.
0: And what do you do at PhysioFit here in Alderley the Edge?
1: I'm one of the musculoskeletal physiotherapists. Um, I've worked here for many years now, about eight years, I think I've been back here, and I was one of Angie's first associates. When she was starting out, we were both colleagues in the NHS together, and I used to just help her when she got busier, doing the odd evening clinic and covering her for her holidays. And then uh, I've been lucky enough to come back and uh, help her as the clinic's expanded. It's been great watching it expand over the last few years. Actually. So what's your
0: role here at PhysioFit then and how do you help clients or uh, patients or people that come through the doors?
1: Well, we assess them holistically, whatever they come in. They normally come in with a, an injury. We'll give them a, a working diagnosis. And not only trying to help them recover from that injury, but we screen them as a whole so we're trying to get to the root cause of why that injury occurred in the first place because an injury is either going to be wrong place wrong time contact um or it's an imbalance leading to the injury in the first place we'll try and address that underlying cause
0: do you feel like you've got an upper hand over some of your colleagues because of the other job that you do
1: i do (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm based in a big um emergency department so um specialise in seeing trauma from day one the second it happens so I think um, all the diagnostics particularly I think I can recognise extremely quickly when that is needed and it can be used like a mini A&E because people obviously realise there's going to be long waits so they'll often ring and say can anyone see me now and we can um, assess that injury quite accurately and if we feel they need to be sent off for urgent x-raying etc um, I'm quite lucky I can make, pick up the phone and ring my colleague and just say there's somebody on their way.
2: So yeah, we do get used a lot like that. And it's fun as well. That's what I enjoy doing. Um, my name is Fiona Riddler.
0: And what do you do here?
2: Um, I've set up the at-home team. We work out of, away from the clinic um, in people's homes or in nursing homes, wherever they may be. Um, so we're a domiciliary-based service. We've been going for the last five to six years and we've got lots of members of our team. Over the time, we've um, developed some classes. So we now run Fit for Later Life classes um, aimed at keeping our elderly residents uh, fit and well and active in a similar way to to you would be in a gym. Um, Targeting strength, balance, endurance and flexibility. We um, also do some neuroactive classes because I'm a neurophysio by background. so we work with Parkinson's, um, MS and stroke patients. The classes are aimed predominantly at early stage Parkinson's. They're a really active dynamic circuit training aimed at keeping them neuroactive. Um, and the other thing we can we can do is we can do a screening. Um, for the elderly, we tend to call it um, um, an MOT screening so that we can have a look at how they're managing at home and if there's any areas that we can target, leave them with exercises to do um, to improve their independence, keep them active.
0: Can we just go back to the Parkinson's and some of them illnesses that you've uh, touched on there? Does it help people who suffer with those kind of ailments and those, those kind of problems to, to be more active and move about a bit more?
2: Um, Parkinson's, yes, it's definitely good to be active.
0: If this is the public knowledge that uh, people who have got the onset of Parkinson's or anything else uh, that's related to that, because I would have thought, oh, wrap them up in cotton wool, look after them, take oh, care no, of them. Oh, no, the but opposite. I, Absolute I, okay.
2: opposite. Really start early, really try and make a difference. Right at the beginning, keep everything as well as we can. Um, the Parkinson Society are really, really pushy for that message to go across. Um, We can see people in later stages really um, change to meet specifics. So if they've got gait disorders, if they're struggling in and out of bed, all sorts of things that we can change at that stage. But at the beginning, really keep everything as strong and flexible and dynamic as we can. So in this Parkinson's class, we do we do circuit training and we'd also do some boxing elements. So they work pad work, really, really active, dynamic um, work, punching really hard, working at about 80% of their power. So we do that. We do some um, really hard throwing against the wall. We go over ladders and, and all sorts of things. It's a really dynamic class and it's fantastic to really get involved with it. Uh,
3: what's your name? Joe Woodcock. And what do you do here at PhysioFit? I work for the at home service, so again with Fiona we do a lot of the domiciliary treatment either in people's homes or in a lot of nursing and residential homes. Um, We see mainly an older population, um, a lot of neurological conditions, Um, so that can include people who've had strokes, uh, people with the Parkinson's disease, um, MS, um, as well as people with generally um, conditions related to older age, um, for example falls. Um, we also see a lot of people after they've had operations, such as knee replacements, hip replacements, or fractures, um, where it's easier and probably more appropriate to go and see them in their own environment, will go out and see those types of patients. Uh,
0: the thing that's t- has touched me on this particular podcast is the, p- is the story of people who are suffering from neurological um, illnesses. Have you seen, with your own eyes, people getting better, more mobile, and maybe slowing it down a little bit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, personal experience with some family members um, with Parkinson's disease, Um, they've started to go to uh, the uh, classes that we run here by the PD warrior trained physios. Um, And by taking part in those really dynamic exercise classes, um, it has made them more mobile, given them a confidence that perhaps they didn't have before they started exercising. Um, as well as generally keeping them uh, more uh, active day-to-day. With a lot of the older patients that we've had, uh, we often see them after a sort of period of of illness um, whereby they struggle to get out of a chair or even struggle to get out of bed. And through a series of uh, rehab and exercise and and just uh, our guidance, they've been able to get themselves going again, regain a level of independence whereby they can manage it in their own home or even just getting around a nursing home, it gives them a better quality of life.
0: Gonna put you on the spot now, I've got a question for you. Yeah. If somebody develops a neurological uh, issue in a younger age, would they
3: have an upper, upper hand to be more active than somebody who develops it later on in life? Probably, yes. Generally, people who are younger want to be a bit more active, um, and therefore they are a bit more proactive in going and seeking physio and, and appropriate exercise it's important whatever age to carry on exercising and I think often we, we fall into the trap of thinking that we get older we should become less active and, and not exercise as much, it's a sort of young person's game but really it's even more essential once you get over the age of, of 65 to carry on exercising, uh, to prevent falls and to maintain good quality of life What's your name?
4: My name's Claire Davidson.
3: And what do you do here?
4: Um, My specialism within PhysioFit is primarily backs and necks. I love anything spinal. Anyone that walks in with uh, a spinal problem, whether it be old or post-surgical or degenerative or even children, I love. That's my happy place. Um, I also treat any other kind of musculoskeletal conditions, from total knee replacements to postural problems with kids, with revision, um, shoulder problems with sport... Um, I also belong to Alderley Edge Hockey Club where I play hockey myself and have played for 25 years and as part of that I've been the physio along with Angie that has come and done the strength and conditioning, looked after all the kids in the warm up during the matches and looked after them um, post game and during training sessions. Um, I've also got involved with Wimslow Rugby Club, as I have two children that fortunately or unfortunately play rugby and have had their own injuries. Fortunately or unfortunately. (laughs) I'm their physio daily. Um, And one particular game I managed to relocate a kneecap, which was facing around the back of the knee, and uh, two fractured collarbones all in one game. So I do do uh, regular pitch side stuff for the rugby club, for the, the hang on, uh, kids.
0: Hang on, this, for the benefit of the recording, I'm going to stop for a minute because I'm shivering. <laughs> can <laughs> my you talk? Fr-
4: my friend, who's a consultant, looked at the knee and left me to it.
0: <laughs> right, can you talk me through that for a second?
4: I can not What do. happened? Uh, basically, I was standing, I'd just arrived at the side of the pitch to do my normal observing, my children as I do. And uh, I got a yell from one side of the pitch, and it was this poor child with the collarbone that was poking through, literally the most hideous. Um, and we had to stabilize him, get him sorted, call an ambulance. While I was getting his breathing sorted, because we were worried about a punctured lung at the time, another child went down. That was also another fractured collarbone, so we were dealing with him on the side as well. And then it was comically, third time, lucky or unlucky, another child <laughs> went down. And we ran across the pitch, and his kneecap was literally around the back of his leg. And I knew that I instantly had to do something about it. I couldn't just put him on a stretcher or look at it. So we had to manually push like crazy to get his kneecap back into position. The child, who was in so much pain and writhing around, uh, immediately came around and went, Oh, that feels so much better. Can I carry on playing? (laughs) So we had, to, we had to tell that child that no, they were off to hospital. But what was fantastic about that parent was I got a photograph of the child in a wheelchair in the hospital later and I thank you very much. So wow. that's lovely when that happens. So um, i mean, it, it, It's not unusual, I would turn up and I'd probably do about 3 or 4 sessions easily per season of sorting, sorting pretty horrible injuries out. Um, and I also help Angie. Um, with the schools and education and uh, talks and Informing the children on uh, how to prevent injuries as well as treating injuries.
0: Okay So any children that are listening to this or any parents uh, with children that are in sports clubs What's the one key top of the list to prevent an injury?
4: Always warming up before Workload, increasing the workload gradually through the warm up, through the training, through the match, and warming down afterwards.
0: So it's not stretching then? That's so, not topic. Well, of the no, stre-
4: stretching is part of it, right. but it's all about dynamic stretching and loading through the body as you are doing exercise at the same
5: time.
0: Brilliant, thank you very much. What's your name? Hilary Scott. And what do you do here?
5: Um, I'm really, my title um, varies, but I suppose it's really about business development and marketing. But I got involved with PhysioFit, really, from both my children being very sporty and seeing what amazing things they did with these kids and learning so much that I sort of decided that I needed to help spread the word, really. I saw James, my youngest, who was just constantly, seemingly Angie, seeing him on the side of pictures and doing things. that There was lots of things as a parent I didn't know these kids should be doing, like overuse things and too much too soon and all these things, Angie was saying, which when she was telling me then became, hmm, that's all very obvious, why didn't I know that? So I said to Angie, why don't I help you try and spread the word and develop the business? So I started as a little six month thing about seven years ago and ever since we've been trying to spread the word, but I'd say the key for me here is the injury prevention is the mantra that runs through the clinic, that it's not about trying to get everybody in. We really want everyone to know how to help themselves to get better and how not to get injured, like the kids. Angie does lots with Cheshire cricket on not doing too much bowling quickly and stepping it up slowly. Claire and Kate will go and do the same sorts of talks at the hockey and all these things. So if you suddenly start a new season that you don't go straight in there straight 100% that you do it slowly, to try and help kids and grown-ups play sport for longer. So it's 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 an amazing journey. I've learnt loads, and we're just trying to make sure lots of other people know about those things. You know, I find as much as you did the stroke, and you fascinating, and we just need to... We need people to know all those messages.
0: So the end of the football season just happened. Yes. So these trained footballers that want to get better at the game or move clubs... They need to go steady, don't they?
5: They need to go steady. Well, we're <laughs> now, we're just at the end of the football, end of the rugby and into the cricket, and a lot of children will go from one to another. So they need to prepare and slow and increase in a considered sort of way so we don't end up with lots of children that are injured going into a new season because it's very different muscles, and which I've learnt over this time, between those two things. So it's it's really fascinating. And also, so much that you can prevent... And things and and I'm sure when you talk to Angie, you know she's passionate um, about the cricketers and bowling, which is where I sort of really got to know Angie was my son having two stress fractures, and the care and the support that the clinic gave in terms of what I always said about the clinic was it was the over and above things of finding somewhere he could get a scan, finding the consultant that then could help us through working through the process with with the children because it's quite it can be quite traumatic for children and young people and he knows that when they find they've got an injury that's going to mean they can't do what they love doing
0: so for a few months. So what's your son learned from the stress yes. fracture?
5: He's learnt loads, he's learnt a lot, he learned a lot of uh, strength that he needed to build up certain muscle groups, his core strength I think was the first thing he learnt about the importance of his core strength, so a lot of the boys will go on, they need to look great but forget about core strength, so he learned a lot about the importance of him building up to a season, he learned a lot about building up his overs, the number of overs he does in the run up to the season. He will now, thank the, thankfully he's now 20 and over the four, five years that he's now can manage do it himself and know I do this number of overs this week and I build that through. And, and he's learnt a lot, which I think is, is really great that they come away at that age and he has learnt so much about looking after himself. And he used to not once come to the clinic because he equated that with being told he couldn't do a sport and now he'll say, can I go and have a screening? Can I go and be checked over to see how my muscles... So those screenings that we do are really important that people know what bits they need to work on and how. And you will know, having done the things you learn through those screenings, which I still find quite fascinating, that there's certain bits that you either overuse or underuse that you need to even out. So he's learned that, and he now asks, can I get a screening so that I can then change my programme? So it's fascinating, fascinating.
6: Right okay what's your name? Angela
0: Jackson. Uh, I know we've spoken before and we've uh, we've had dealings before uh, but what uh, what do you do here?
6: Um, I set PhysioFit up 27 years ago Um, I became a physio because I'd had a series of childhood injuries and was frustrated about having to give up sport uh, and tried to kind of set about establishing a clinic where I would help people come to terms with Um, Sometimes you can't always go back to what you love and helping them to either get back where they were or sometimes hopefully get back better, um, but not facing that frustration that I did. So we set the clinic up to try and prevent people from getting injured or help them to not get injured again.
0: So so, so this is your company, this is your brand, this is your, your baby so to speak?
6: Yes, we started out very small where I was working at one of the local uh, hospitals and I think Kate mentioned earlier that um, she was my first associate so she used to help me out in the evenings and things and then gradually it just sort of snowballed from there really that we got more and more demand through working with the local clubs. I was doing lots of free clinics and I was working for Cheshire uh, Cricket over the time and the clinic just sort of um, grew and grew and we began to attract people where Um, We've given physios the opportunity to develop their own specialist skills, Um, so what we try to do is sort of create an umbrella organisation where we all share the same values, um, but we can be the best we can be in our specific field. So um, we've got an at-home team who've got five members of staff and they're much more specialised in dealing with people who've just come out of hospital or they've been ill and trying to get them to maintain their independence. Um, and they work with all of our classes that they've set up, doing lots of neuro work and going into nursing homes. Um, and then we've got people who see children specifically and deal with lots of um, developmental things where we've had children who've just walked on their toes and they've not been able to to get their heels down and getting them back to being fully mobile. Uh, I think one of my favourite success stories was a little boy who... Uh, his absolute goal was just to not come last at Sports Day. And he wanted to learn to run again. And I think we all get used to dealing with elite sports people and what their goals are. And we sometimes forget that actually it means so much to a little child to either get picked for his team in the uh, playground... And not be the last one standing or that little boy who has come last at sports day and desperately doesn't want to be that child next year so we've worked with children uh, of all ages and abilities and then what generally happens is that their parents then say well that's amazing we want to do that because we've you've shown my child which exercises are most suitable to them but actually we want to have a go at that and prevent our injuries or maybe treat our injuries and then from that we then get granny who says well i want to carry on playing golf Um, or I want to go out and we teach Nordic walking and we do all sorts of things for sort of people as they're getting older to make sure that if you can't get down on the mat anymore to do your Pilates, well, we'll do it in sitting. So what we kind of try to do is attract the whole generation. We end up with mass families in here um, where we're offering the same ideals to each of the generations, really, where we want to try and make sure that we never see a patient again but they recommend three or four of their family. We're not really into seeing them over and over again. We're looking at what we can do to prevent the recurrence.
0: Is it just for sports people then, sports injuries that that you look after?
6: No, absolutely not. I think that's probably quite a small area of our work. In fact, Um, the majority of people have, um, we're about to head into the Maybank holiday. Um, And we'll, no doubt, um, we'll have Claire, our back specialist, who'll be um, run off her feet tomorrow when she's in clinic. Um, Because what we tend to find is, In all aspects, whether it's sport, whether it's in the garden, people do too much too soon. So what we absolutely uh, find at this time of year is that people will start putting their bedding plants in, they'll start hedge cutting, and what they'll done is not use those muscles since this time last year. So they'll blitz it for a whole weekend and the body just can't cope with that. It's not adapted to it, it's not been trained to do it, and it's just too much too soon. And that causes sort of all sorts of tendon and back problems. So we tend to find that people are um, somewhat over enthused in everything they do. So they'll um, end up hurting backs and necks and shoulders and elbows just off um, doing An activity usually that they've not trained themselves to do, they've not been prepared for it and they've just had too much fun and forgotten about the fact that they've not built up ready for that. So uh, we see more people off doing sort of normal things per se than we probably do with
0: sport. What's the difference between a pulled muscle that you haven't used for a long time, as you just said, or when you've actually trapped something?
6: Well, generally what we find is that you've got sort of overuse injuries, which tend to be things like your tennis elbows, um, your rotator cuff tendon problems in the shoulder, Achilles tendon problems. So they're nearly always tendons. Um, And you can also get things like overuse, things like your stress fractures, where people get shin splints. So most of those are people who've started to perhaps train for a marathon or they've been in uh, playing, um, perhaps cutting, doing lots of pruning in the garden. And they've just overused some muscles that aren't strong enough yet to deal with that load. If they gave themselves time and built up more slowly, then the body would adapt and they'd be fine. But most of us are in a hurry to do things too, too quickly. And then you've got the other side of it, which is more, when we say we've trapped something, we've usually trapped a nerve. So we've usually trapped a nerve in our neck or in our our lower back. And that tends to give us sort of radiating pain out into the limb. Um, and then you've got your acute sort of muscle tears which are more like we tend to see um, lots and lots of muscle tears when the parents all decide to do sports day and it's the mums and dads race and they've not used those muscles for uh, since the last sports day and we tend to see that they then actually tear a muscle much as you might see somebody tearing a hamstring on a football field. So one of the um, things that PhysioFit tries to do is very much um, try and get the message out there about education. Um, we believe that if we can actually access as many people as possible with the message that if they give their bodies time to adapt to things, then they can carry on enjoying all of their um, activities and hobbies into the, to uh, an older uh, age. And so we tend to go out and do uh, talks for free in the local schools uh, on injury prevention. We'll go and do free strength and uh, conditioning classes for clubs, and then on top of that, we'll uh, also go and do sort of um, uh, talks to local probus groups or um, luncheon clubs, things like that, just trying to share that message about how to stay the best version of you. I think one of the key messages is that people, uh, we we tend to find that um, people get, concerned about um, exercising as they get older or perhaps if they've been told they've got arthritis or they've got a prolapsed disc and fear is one of the greatest things that I think stops people from taking that plunge into exercise so what we very much do is sort of give people uh, programs that they can start with very gently and our goal is to get them back doing what they love but I think Critically, with something like arthritis, the message is always, well, you should rest it. But actually, what you'll find is that makes you actually weaker. So if you don't use a muscle, we all would recognize that actually those muscles then aren't going to be as strong. And therefore, there's less actually supporting the joint. So it's more likely to wobble and have friction. And it's much the same as with things like balance. If people don't practice standing on one leg, it's a use it or lose it skill. So if we start sitting down to put our socks on... Um, because we wobbled once, well, we'll probably never do it again in standing. But that all accumulates into the muscles not being as strong, the balance not being as good, and it's a bit of a slippery downward slope then.
0: So, for example, when you said use it or lose it, I'm 40 next year. And as you know, I've been on my weight loss journey and all that kind of stuff. But I've just started to lift weights again. I feel a little bit, you know, I'm never going to look like Jason Statham, not now I'm nearly 40, so I just need to get a grip and go put those weights down i think
6: um i'd actually say that quite the opposite so naturally our bodies um, get weaker over time so our ability our flexibility and our strength would lessen unless we did something about it And so, actually, um, the, the key message is actually to do more weights as you get older. Not necessarily heavy weights, but certainly be loading the body. And so, your job really is that as your muscles start to naturally sort of get a little bit weaker, you want to counterbalance that with making sure that in the gym, you're doing a weighted program. And that helps sort of prevent things like osteoporosis. We know that if people aren't doing weighted programs, then they're much more likely to lose bone density and make them much more susceptible to a fall. So our message is whether you're eight or 80, weight training is a good thing, but it has to be done with brilliant technique because otherwise you can do more harm than good. And we've got the staff that can do that. We've got a, a gym base down at Fitism and we've got trained personnel that basically, whatever your age, um, we can teach you what you need to be doing in the gym, how to do it and make sure that you're doing it safely and know what you're doing. because that's probably more critical Um, than sort of how you do it's probably more critical than what you're doing. One of the things that probably emphasises the diversity of what we do at the clinic is uh, this morning I was out based in a local school and I'd been approached by a parent of a, a 12-year-old boy who had fallen and had a a very serious head injury, and he's now out of hospital and doing really well, but he desperately wants to get back into the school teams, wants to play sport again, and so um, I worked this morning with their football coach, basically showing them some physio exercises that they could do with a football, because I think sometimes... Um, we all don't particularly want to do boring physio exercises. What we want is to have a little bit of fun and feel as though we're getting fit in a way that appeals to us. So uh, what we did was, uh, did all of his exercises this morning, but at every stage of the, the, each drill, there was a football kicking drill involved in every single thing we did, whether we were doing core, whether we were doing speed work, agility, balance, all of the things that I was doing incorporated his football so he didn't really realize that he was getting fit again and getting uh, back to where he wants to be uh, whilst actually I was doing his physio. Because we've quite a big team now at Physio PhysioFit um, there's 20 of us across all the diff- uh, different disciplines and we've been going for a really long time so consequently we've d- built up now a team of Um, specialists who can make um, the patient journey a whole lot better so we may well start them off but if we're not the best people for that um, job then we've got people now that we can rely on from sports coaches through to consultants through to Pilates teachers so we've surrounded ourselves with people who we believe are the best at what they do and they complement what we're doing to kind of try and make sure we get the best possible outcomes. So if you want to get in touch with us at PhysioFit, you can find us uh, on our website www.physiofit.co.uk or you can call us on 01625 590 Um, If you want to have an assessment, if you just want to ask for some advice, then we're more than happy to ring you back, have a chat to you and see if uh, what we offer is the right thing for you.
0: And just add to that, thank you very much for the screening you did for me and it has worked.
6: Absolute pleasure.